0: Now, you make me spend my money That's a fact, as it is now huh? You little girl, you show me where I'm at That's a good mama now Want to kick off the shoe, little woman Throw on the floor now, baby Kick off the shoe, little honey Throw on the daddy's table Cause
1: what you want, how you want When you want every time kids i'm here with charles klein today we're doing a weird little extraisode about my absolute favorite card eureka this is monster of the week constructing old school magic I need a chill from 93
0: till. yeah this is how we chill from 93 till. this is how we chill from 93
1: So, how did we end up talking about uh, Eureka, Charles? Well, hello. You, you've been messaging me constantly. Well,
0: it's <laughs> I loved your list. So you had a list that was uh, really interesting, and uh, I love this card. And I've been brewing in this space uh, the last couple months, um, and I came up with what I think is I think is probably the best Eureka build. In Swedish and um, mm. I think it's it's different and really interesting and it's a uh, I played it on Gordon's stream yesterday um, which was a lot of fun
1: I played on the stream a while back and I built uh, basically a red green uh, version not even splashing power like the blue power uh, you have the moxon and you have the I use four monovolts uh, and I have uh, like Howling minds for the engine actually to get to draw a bunch of cards. Uh, and uh, like doing the, the main difference between your list and my list, I'd say, is that I'm using like the dorks with the, I'm having six dorks, I think, maybe seven sometimes, but three Lone Royals and three Birds of Paradise. Uh, what you're doing is a bit different there, right? Yeah, I don't think, um,
0: I don't like that strategy as much because the birds and the elves, they get bolted or they get swords, they don't really last. And what I, one of the problems with Eureka is if you go with what I call like kind of the classic Eureka where you have um, maybe four Modi's, four Shivans, four Trikes, four Clones or four Ernie, some combination of those, Mm. you you're really prone to counters really messing up your plan because then you can end up with all these fat creatures in your hand and you just can't do anything. Um, So I was really concerned about not getting stuck in that position. And I think you need more ramp as you even uh, did in your list than just the jewelry. So then it comes down to, are you going to use elves and birds or wild growth? And I think that the the wild growth, I think better in this case, because it's, Yes, if you get unlucky and you're strip mined, it's a two for one, but it's much stickier and harder to remove a land or an enchantment than birds or elves. So I thought that was the better strategy to go.
1: Yeah, and I kind of agree with you in your list, because uh, one center piece uh, which you're working around is actually Blood Moon, right? You have four in your main deck. I played three in sideboard, and what you want to do is play a Turn one, (laughs) dork or something, uh, or even the uh, ramping there with your enchantment, uh, and then turn two, blood moon, right?
0: Should we go through like what your list or my list just so everyone knows?
1: Um, Yeah, that's probably a good idea. But we went from uh, uh, my list there with the. Else and the dorks and some jewelry. And in your list, uh, we already talked about the uh, four Blood Moon and uh, yeah, I think, help me out here then. Yeah,
0: so I think, um, and it's interesting just one about your list, you play with only three Eurekas. And I thought three was the right mm. number as well. Maybe for a different reason. Um, and I'd be curious why you only play with three. But my list, I think that um, I think the best shell is red green. Um, and I built around that because I. So, I think Blood Moon's really disruptive, and I like the idea of when you're playing Wild Growths, you can, there's so many different ways you can cast Blood Moon turn two, or turn one if you get really lucky. Um, so, that's really yeah. disruptive, and Wild Growth does help you produce the second green mana for the Eureka if you need it. So, starting with that, what creatures do you play? And I didn't want, as I said, to get stuck where Eureka was too important to the deck, um, so I thought the best idea were to do a, a combination of seven or eight six-casting cost creatures. Uh, and in this case, I use in the main three shivans and four trikes. And I use eight four-casting cost creatures. So four Ernie's and four Suchi's. And the Ernie's are great because they're only one green drop anyway. Um, and I'll go through the, the mana base, but I have enough forest. So the idea kind of is that I'm going to be able to hard cast even if I don't get uh, Eureka out. And with the Wild rose probably turn two I can start casting these creatures on turn two and if I don't get the Eureka out I can still get up to six mana anyway because I'll have more ramp than any other deck because you have a place of of the wild growth and jewelry Um, Hmm. and if you have a situation where you have a Eureka and some of your six casting cost creatures well that's that's super you know but you're not as relying on it and the Blood Moon is really disruptive
1: yeah uh, yeah, I think you need to, if you're going the red-green route uh, with Blood Moons, I think it's nice that you can actually keep out the curve, as you mentioned there. With the, You actually have eight, four-costing-cost creatures then. Uh, and then you have the Shivans and then the Trikes, as you mentioned also. So those are basically the like pillars of... <laughs> Beating up your I opponent. Mean, so but, right.
0: just to compare to like what I would call like the classic, um, I still have all the same restricted cards. I, the only cards that in the deck that are not red, green, are the three blue power. And um, so if I have a blood moon out,
1: yeah, and the and exactly like the you have the res- more you have basically all the right. Good I, I have cards. I have the two black restricted cards so, too. Yeah.
0: Um, so if I have a blood moon out, maybe mm. I can't cast those. My opponent can't either, but I can cast my entire deck. Other than that, um, but it's still there, yeah. you know, it, um, which is which I think is great. Um,
1: yeah, we're we're talking a bit generally about the decks now, so the listeners get the feel of uh, how the decks are laid out, and we'll probably go into specifics. Uh, but you, uh, my. Like deck I built, I had the same thought process as you. I just wanted to. When you're trying to do something special, <laughs> you need to uh, like go down on colors or do something different, I guess. So the main difference is, uh, as uh, we look at it, is probably I have a more clunkier uh, set of creatures. I have the four crawworms, the four shivans. I have two. Uh, fire Elementals, one Keldon Warlord. I uh, have the Stang and two of the uh, uh, little angry atog there, uh, and then we have the, all the small uh, like dorks, as I mentioned. I, I really loved when you when you sent me the pick because they're so similar and still a bit apart from each yeah, other, right? Yeah, I mean, what I was con- so if
0: you like red green, just any red green deck. One of the problems with red-green is it doesn't have white removal. So you have to be prepared that enchantments, especially, uh, are going to stick. Um, and the way I designed this deck, there are no actually really big... So let me just quickly just say what the deck is. We have four Ernie's. The green cards are four Ernie's, four Wild Groves, three Eurekas, two Sylvan, a regrowth, and a concordant crossroads. That's the green package. For the blue, we only have the three blue power. The black, we have the two black restricted cards. Red is four blood moons, three shivans, and a wheel. That's it. And then for the artifact package, we have chaos orb, mm-hmm. four suchis, four trikes. And the mana package, just quickly to run through, we have the jewelry set, library, four forests, four cities, a Bayou, two Volcanics, and four Taegas. So that's, that's just the main really quickly to throw out there. But, so you don't have white removal, but there are no really big hate cards against this deck. COP Red isn't good. In the main, you're getting three Shivans only. And afterboard, I could put in a fourth. Yeah, Bottle's not really great. You get my Cities, but I don't need them. It's really primarily Red-Green. And you get the four Ernie's, but you're missing the Shivans, the Trikes, and the Suchis abyss you know is not that big a deal either i still have eight robots main and i have a crossroads in the main and i could put another crossroads in post board um so you don't really have and you don't really have these big hate cards that affect the deck so you don't have removal but you don't really care about them and obviously blood moon's a big uh hate card but i'm playing four and i'm specifically i want the blood moon on the board
1: yeah Exactly, and you want it in your first couple of turns. That, that's one point of going about with your... You can go, I guess, two, three routes, but the main plan is that or the Eureka, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, that's... You're not doing both, I right. guess. Right, so like, if I
0: have the board locked with Blood Moon, I'm not obviously going to cast the Eureka, even if I can. I'll just hard cast the creatures, and again, mm. I have half the creatures, only four. Exactly. And I'll have time to get up to six if there's a Blood Moon on the board and yeah. that's really screwing the opponent. So And that's why there's only three.
1: And you, you already mentioned like yeah, and you're you're able to play the Shivans of course with Blood Moon in play, And you only have four uh Ernie's that are green with and, and you're you have one, two, three four What what is it? Like five, six sources right. with uh so
0: so if I you're have, counting the black emerald Um and a black lotus, but it's more. It's more than that. It's not five, although it looks like five, because you have wild growth. So,
1: yeah, turn yeah.
0: one, I play a wild growth right. on a Tyaga. that's still producing green. Even if turn two, I hmm. don't have the forest, I don't have the lotus, I don't have the emerald. I still have access to green mana, and everything other than the Eurekas, um, that that needs green. It's just one drop. So this mana base, you, you're never screwing yourself hmm. from green. You you may not be able to cast your uh, two black restricted cards and three blue restricted cards, but the green between the wild growths and your forest, emerald and lotus, you, you don't have an issue.
1: Yeah, and so you're able to play eight, ten, eleven, eleven 10, 11, 11 creatures uh, with, without green, uh, and you're probably able to play the earnest as they're, like all of your cards is one green. And separately. if I have a problem, yeah. casting and U- as uh,
0: Eureka with Blood Moon out. I probably yeah, the, don't want to cast it anyway, right? So exactly, wh- who cares? So
1: that that's why I mentioned like the two two kinds of ways of going about when you're playing each game. It's like either you're going the Blood Moon route, or otherwise you might be having looking at an early Eureka, or even setting up an Eureka. Yeah, uh, and I, I. I guess that's also what I thought, like thought about when I was. Uh, I I just wanted to play without blue once, <laughs> and I know how. Actually, you probably need a bunch of cards in your hand, so. Uh, I just put in the Howling Minster. I don't even have a way of tapping them, so. What what I want to do is like overrush. Uh, with so I have two Concordant Crossroads. I have. Two Sylvans, yep. you also play two Sylvans, right? So it's great to actually take some damage sometime. I think they're okay in Eureka, even though you don't, like, have a combo with them or can reset them or anything. But with the uh, four holding mines in my build, I think they're really good. Uh, I'm playing one <laughs> Berserk, mainly because it's kind of fun. And I'm playing one Fireball also. So that's might be one card I'm missing from you and your. I always like to have one fireball when you're playing red. It's a right? good. It's a good idea. I mean, it's a good idea. I mean, I I yeah. like
0: your list. Your list is really neat.
1: I didn't. Yeah, but the problem with my list is that it really leans on Eureka more. Uh, I don't have the yeah, curve I, either. I, I do have, like, the A-togs that can eat up the... The main thing I'm doing is playing a monowalt, I guess, or, like, the small critters uh, getting to an early Eureka or setting up that turn with the Concordant Crossroads, just, like, putting a bunch your of list. creatures in play. You are you're more of a controlish build, I'd say, <laughs> like locking down your opponent with Blood Moon or well, the other list,
0: way. What I would be worried about is, yeah, you mentioned A, the curve, um, you're really more relying on the eureka and you only play 3 so probably if i was if i had your list i would put the fourth in but also COP red cuz how do you, what do you do about that you're you're losing most of your big creatures i guess the crawl worms
1: yeah i only have the crawl worms uh and yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, worms or the like small, pesky, uh, not anywhere else, but don't they don't really yeah. hit that hard. You have the Chaos orb, I guess, but no real out. Uh, I thought about putting Tranquility in my sideboard, but I went for Discs. <laughs> uh, I actually, when I played, <clears throat> because you played, was it this version you played yes, on stream like yesterday? Uh, yeah, uh, and I played mine a while back, and I met some, like, uh, Underworld Dreams deck. He also played uh, Holy Minds, so uh, in those instances, you want some sort of uh, enchantment removal. You talked with me earlier, because that's where we started. Uh, you started talking about your Eureka builds when I played mine a while back, and then you asked me today, like, did you check my match yesterday, and I hadn't really had time to check it out yet so uh (laughs) when we started like nitpicking on some sort of because that's where you basically go when you played eureka right you know like the main deal with it how you want to go about probably but then you start looking at some small differences and then you see the whole picture Uh, and i you mentioned uh, Mm the abyss right uh, and that's the reason for playing artifact creatures as you do. Uh, because I put down the artifact. I, I was uh, asking I was thinking about like maybe if you're playing artifact creatures you enable shatter and disenchance, but uh, you're not that susceptible to abyss. yeah game, and I,
0: I, I mean I, I see you have two crossroads. I, in, the, in the main, I only thought one because I if you're playing a creatureless if you're playing if your opponent doesn't have creatures, then the crossroads is insane. It turns your creatures into burn spells. Which is which is crazy, yeah. But I didn't want to put a second one in. And
1: I think if you're playing dwarfs, yeah, I, I agree with your decision there because you're you play it more as a uh, what you usually do is you play Eureka and you take turns putting permanents into play, and then finally you put yeah. The that, cross that's always the last one <laughs> because you. <laughs> yeah you, you don't want to be there stuck with uh, with it in the bin when your opponent has put down the abyss after you uh, so it's a uh, I think it's nice in your deck as a like turn sideways card uh, but in my build I play a lot of I'll play at least six small creatures and like with the eight talks also I think crossroads could be really good uh, like you can. Set up a turn since I play Howling Mines and I play four mana Vaults. and that's actually the first like few turns where our decks differ. Also, you can really see there that I lean into Eureka mm-hmm. more uh, since uh, with the mana waltz you can play turn two basically, uh, and you're more uh, yeah. You, of course, you have the jewelry as you mentioned and the and lotus and everything. Uh, but if you just like curve out, uh, you're more setting up your your Eurekas, I guess. Yeah, I'm. I'm want to play it
0: turn two, ideally. All right, turn two Eureka or or Blood Moon. Mm.
1: Then I actually think it's you might think about having at least one mana Vault. I uh, I played a bunch of Eureka builds, uh, and I when I played Newcom. Uh, noob uh, it's hard to say the right now. Right, <laughs> for the noob like 2018, 17, I don't know. I played Eureka less Eureka because I actually went that route where where you're at. Uh, not with artifact creatures. Then I played Mama Hot and uh, I think I curved out with Ernie's and whatnot. But it, I ended up ju- ended up just like taking out the Eurekas uh, one for one. Uh, but i guess 3 is the perfect number there also if you're playing if you're playing the curve when do you want to play the 4 well if you're you going think? the uh
0: so last year uh Schiffenacker played a it was an atlantic build but it could easily you could take out the deep spawns and put ernies in and he built a a solid eureka deck but it's not as good as i think what i have uh but that's basically the Shivans if you're having Shivens, Modis, Trikes, Clones, ernies, that's kind of, I think, a more traditional Swedish list, and you're having a lot of the six casting costs, mm. even though you can try to get to six casting costs with the Wild Gross and the Jewelry, you're leaning more towards six than four.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you, you really need all four of the Eurekas um, because there's counters out there. So, yeah. you, you know, I, I think that you're more prone to yeah, yeah. getting stuck but then you definitely need four.
1: Uh, I think also, like, the basic, quote-unquote, Eureka deck is having more fun with the Creature Pack, usually. You're playing a bunch of Legends then, right? Uh, And then Eureka is more of a way of (laughs) not having to have, like, I don't know, all that mana for them and, like, all the different types of... Uh, mana sources for uh, all of the your legends. Uh, you can play like cards like Lord of the Pit and whatnot. Uh, and then you, you, I, I think you need to play for Eureka if you're playing those more fun builds <laughs> of Eureka. Um, I think that's right. Uh,
0: I think that's right. I mean, I look at Eureka very, you know, and I know we're not talking about Reanimator today, maybe another day, but I kind of look at that like you have the same kind of decision, <laughs> which is what creatures are you playing? I mean, you could play the Shivans the modis, the trikes. I mean, you can go that same direction with reanimator. And then you have to decide, like, is that what mm. you want to do? If, like, you can't toss the creature in the bin and then get an all howls or uh, an animate, you have the same problem. And my Swedish reanimator, I, which, which I'm going to play when we're, we're playing a Swedish, uh, Swedish tournament in a, you know, a few minutes, um, I think the best kind of strategy for mm. that is, instead of red-green, is white-black and play... Sarah's and uh, Sarah's Jazams and Sangirs. because again, I don't want to get stuck not being able to play something. So I kind of think the curve is really important with if you go the all in reanimator, all the all-in Eureka, it's, it's a little a bit more risky. But mm. when it works, it's like fireworks.
1: Okay, so basically, what you and I have decided is that we're leaning into red, but you're you're set for green. If you're playing Eureka, it's too green and too colorless, and you can't really afford splashing it. Uh, of course, you can do it that, but you need to be able to play it, right? So, uh, I uh, agree with you that Reanimator is a different scenario because then you you open up a whole dif- you, You're leaning on uh, black then, right? And then talking about the other splash colors. Uh, but you also you did another version of your deck where you actually play for Eureka. Yeah, sure. Uh, do you want to talk Let's, briefly uh, about that also?
0: Right, so so this version um, which has four Modis, the four Shivens, four Trikes, four Ernie's, four Clones, and then every restricted card um, other than Balance and the sideboard. Um, four Eurekas, four Wild Gross, and then the mana base, which, which is looks for a lot of things, for volcanics, for trops, for taigas, for cities, mm-hmm. library, and the jewelry set. Um, this is what I call more of an all-in yeah. Eureka build. Um, Blood Moon, if you get Blood Moon.
1: <laughs> yeah, you basically have the same... Uh... You have the same mana set, like with Euler and everything, in this version also, right? Yeah. So you set for, you and I did set for, for uh, cities and, yeah, all the green duels, I guess.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, sure no, I mean, the, you know, the difference here is now I'm playing all dual lands. Um, if I get blood mooned, then you do have the trikes and the shivans that you're that's your out, and hopefully you have a wild growth so you can also cast... Your Ernie's, but this is a much higher curve, so it uh, you know either will work or it won't work. I I don't think just in testing, I don't think this Mm. is nearly as uh, as good. Even though like looking at the uh, looking at the two deck photos, (laughs) a deck photo with basic forest visually doesn't look as appealing, but I think it, I think the uh, the red green bill that I have is much more reliable. Yeah,
1: it's not only like uh, talking about the basics there and like being locked out with the blood moon or not your build actually uses blood moon, moon to to uh, like win <laughs> instead like the first version we talked about uh, what you're doing in the other four eureka build you have there with the mama and clones and stuff it's like Uh, You're hitting more heavily. Uh, And I guess your Eureka's is way better in this build, right? Uh, Because basically, you can have two of those large creatures in hand, and then the Eureka probably is good in a lot of instances when you're playing.
0: That's right. I mean, it's a. Uh,
1: But if. Yeah. If, If you're playing your. Like with the curve, with the four Ernie's and. The four Suchis, I would not play the Eureka to get out a Suchi and an Ernie. Uh, I would probably just play one of those. I 100% right? agree with you. Uh, more, more often, I, yeah. So uh, I really like the other build uh, you have, uh, where you also I haven't talked that much about sideboarding, but you're able to splash more stuff if you're playing all, uh, like all the jewels, I guess. It's more consistent, the mono base, though. 100%, anyway.
0: except you, you are prone to Blood Moon, uh, right? Which does lock out a lot of your cards. So not everything, because you do have eight creatures mm. you can for sure play. But um,
1: Yeah, and it's only really good against you if you're on the draw. If you have, like, one of the Wild Groats there, um, it's not that good, I'd say. Oh. And you have a lot of creatures you can play uh, also still. It's true. So uh, if if I'm playing against you, I would not lean into playing the Blood Moon winning with that way, but yeah, you can be in that situation, I guess. I mean,
0: a lot of the tier one decks are really relying on dual lands, so the four Blood Moons, is it yeah. will screw up a lot of tier one decks. I mean, this, this, uh, mm. I mean, I've, so I've played Danny Friedman like I must have played 50 different decks in the last two years against his Twiddle Vault. And I can tell you, I have a mm. losing record mm-hmm. by far. I mean, not a slight losing record, a significant losing record.
1: Now I know who he has been testing uh, against, Charles, because no one wants to test against Twiddle so he found So I'm going to say something that about that, and then I'm going <laughs> to
0: make this point. I have one deck against him that has a significant winning record, and it's this deck. And I mean, I've tried every single deck. Um, okay hmm. it's it's a tier one yeah it could be a real tier one killer but yeah Dan, Danny has tested hundreds of hours uh his Vault deck against me, and I will come up with a different
1: hmm.
0: deck to play with him every single time so he's really sharpened his teeth uh playing against me in the last couple of years, which I'm really proud to see uh just how well he's done with the with with his deck uh he's won two tournaments with the last yeah
1: winning new and he fun. won the christmas yeah. Eve
0: tournament last you know at the end of uh december so i'm like super proud of him, um, and yeah, I could take uh, some of the some of the blame for everyone having to uh, have him be a total master with that deck now. Um, but but this deck is really yeah. good against a lot of the tier one decks because of the blood moon strategy. So, and you also don't need to play mistress factories. I don't need to play strip mine because I'm planning on having blood moons out. Um, maybe we should talk mm-hmm. about the sideboard really quickly. What yeah, do
1: you do uh, you want mention to what you do with your sideboard? Y- you and I... Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, you and I are playing a b- tournament that Oland put together, so we're we're a bit on the clock, but we're we're talking about the sideboard, and then we'll see how much time we have to <laughs> talk more about Eureka. But I promised you that we'll talk about reanimators on point in the yeah, future also, so we can get back to it if we miss something. Uh, so, in my sideboard... I went with the Blood Boons, I put them there. uh, And they could be in the main uh, because they're a real potent, uh, like, winning strategy. But as I'm leaning more into Eureka and having larger creatures and actually want to play Eureka turn two a lot of times, uh, you can see it in the uh, YouTube. We'll, We'll put out all the links to the... I'm hopefully yours will be put on YouTube also uh, in I the future so. by Gordon, uh, your match you played yesterday. Uh, so I'll put them in there uh, yeah. in the show notes. But uh, then I played uh, like uh, <laughs> against uh, uh, Black, Underworld Dreamstick, and I just, I knew I could just go for like okay, he can have paralysis I guess. And he could play Terrors, but I'm not like losing that much by playing out the Eureka turn 2. And I had like I think I put into play two Shivans and a Worm or something turn 2. <laughs> Just like okay, deal I saw with that. this. That was a good that so, was a good match. Uh, yeah then you're not So that's like an instance where you want to be, I guess, and like if you're in magical Christmas land, <laughs> you want to do that. Uh, but you you can be in a situation where you want to scale back and be more conservative uh, with your Eurekas and your whatever. You might take out some uh, howling mines and then you take in the blood moons. Uh, I have... uh, uh, you, you always want to have one, I guess, CD in a Bottle, I guess. In st- Even though you're playing, your mana base gets a bit screwed. But I did not have the earnest in this build uh, as you have in yours, so I'm only hitting my CD Brass with uh, the in a Bottle. I have a Mirror Universe. I have two Eurekas and three Red Elemental Blasts. Uh, two Shatters uh, and a Titania Song. I thought that could be interesting since I'm playing four Howling Minds. And yeah, I, I haven't tested this deck so much. So, coming to the sideboard, I basically knew I wanted to play Red Elemental Blasts, <laughs> Blood Moons, maybe one City uh, in a Bottle, but I did not really know what the other cards were. So, I put in two discs there also, mm-hmm. uh, figuring I you could go for the long game, even though it's more clunkier with my creature packard package. You could ramp up to a big creature and then maybe you want the discs for all the prob- problematic cards uh, like Abyss and whatnot. Even though we have two concordance crossroads also in main, so that couldn't take care of that. Yeah. Thoughts, Charles, on my Sideboarding. I mean, the the bottle, <laughs> I totally uh, agree with. Choices. The
0: Titania song. I don't... I've not seen somebody try that when they only have the howling minds because they're just two twos. They're not...
1: Yeah. It's basically instead of Chatterstorm, right? Uh, against... Uh, like, all the jewelry stuff, decks, like the... I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't thought it through that much, but... The discs, I, yeah. I, I like. The earthquakes are write. great, because... Well, I guess it doesn't work with
0: your line orders, but it's pretty good. Um, obviously, the red blasts and blood mm-hmm. wounds and shadows are great. Um, have you used the mirror? Has that turned into...
1: No, uh, I think I... I don't know how many match uh, games I went when I played this on stream, but I... Should have, or I would have probably put it in uh, on the draw against like a Underworld Dreams uh, deck. I guess uh, you know in those scenarios where you're behind in life but can go for a big swing in one turn later on. That's why you're playing uh, uh, Howling Minds also. Well, you can play uh, so Mirror because we you
0: have the Mana I, Ball. I so actually you could do it.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And uh, uh, when I played uh, I had another version like going for the more combo kill where you play because none no none of our lists have uh, sort of ages that's usually a card you uh, could have in your main one of those uh, at least. Uh if you're w- so What I'm getting at is that I did build a version where you had, like, uh, Mirror, sort of Ages, and uh, I think Concordant Crossroads. uh, Where you're basically saying, okay, next turn, I'm killing you if you're not dealing with any of these cards. I I just wanted to scatter out the, like, uh, they do some different stuff, right? So... I kind of like Mirror in Eureka. Well, those would be
0: the two that I would I don't know. think about, would be the Mirror and the, like, if you had two other cards you wanted to add, the Song and Mirror would be what you would look at. Um,
1: mm, yeah, like like those, out those would be your flex right? I think. Yep.
0: Like, if you had to remove two cards.
1: Yeah. What do you think about
0: the discs, then? Well, I think you need some way to deal with COP Red, right? So yeah. that's.
1: But usually you play Tranquility. You're not playing Tranquility in yours. We're talking about your sideboards in a few minutes also, but uh, you could go for Tranquility, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's
0: your other option. Um, I don't think it's terrible, right? I don't think the disc is terrible, because you're going to be playing Mm. your creatures, hopefully, after Eureka, so you'll hopefully... Yeah, I mean, disc is like, it's not a a terrible thing to have a couple copies of, because you can't remove...
1: Uh, I think a underworld. F- fun part, <laughs> the fun thing about playing disc, I know you are you love Reanimator, and if you're playing rook gigs and stuff like that, you can play some disc versions where you're having the rook gigs and reanimate and do whatever. But if you have an untapped disc, no one really plays into it, I guess. <laughs> and you can set up that turn uh, where you're... Okay, you can have as many, like permanent cards that you don't want to play out into this disc. And sure, uh, it might be <laughs> that that the Eureka isn't that good then, later on. But I can like slow down the game, draw a bunch, a bunch of uh, big creatures, and then play the Eureka and the Concordian Crossroads. And then you're like, OK, hopefully I can win now. So it slows down the game very much, I guess. I think for
0: red-green, you have to really consider uh,
1: it. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about your uh, process, where you went through putting together your so 15.
0: I, so as we spoke about like I was just determined I was not going to deal with removal, other than try and remove small creatures. Um, I wanted to set up so there wasn't hmm. really these big hate cards, so I wasn't going the Tranquility route. Um, I have three creatures in the sideboard. Um, the one card that is a little bit annoying uh, is Moat. I do have three main deck shivans. But if I had if I was playing against a Moat deck, I wanted more flyers. So I have the fourth shivan and two bif if, if reads. Um, which If-Biff does increase mm-hmm. the count on Arabian cards. But it's post-board, so I only have the cities and the Ernie's uh, pre-board. So I think it's probably safe if i need to bring them in with moat um i so i think that's a good strategy also if somebody is playing energy flux i do have eight robots in the main i could take out three of the robots and put in a ship my fourth ship and then the two ernie's which would decrease the number of artifacts i have in the
1: deck yeah you could you could take out the right i can do that and I don't think the Trikes are that bad against Flux because you're still dealing three. So it gives I some guess, options,
0: so. so even Flux, because I can't remove, unless I get lucky with the Chaos or I can't remove it. So those are three of the cards. Um, mm. I do play two Energy Fluxes myself in case I'm facing a really artifact-heavy deck that really needs it. Um, I play two Earthquakes. I think you have yeah. two Earthquakes too. Um, I don't have any small creatures, yeah. so I think that's a super card to have. And I also play a Falling Star,
1: yeah, it's much better. If endure. I'm playing yeah. a deck
0: with hippies,
1: and the falling star, I would probably play one. I, I I don't have one right now, but I I really like the falling yeah, star. I, I wanted
0: something, something really. that yes, can deal yes, with hippies, um, or if somebody's playing lions and uh you know some of the two twos, I think, I think it's just a good one of to have. Um, I do play. I think you had mm. two red elemental or three. I can't remember. I have two, which um obviously is
1: yeah, it's, I it's have a great three.
0: card. Um, I play an extra.
1: Yeah, and it's actually one card you have against uh, Fluxus also. That's right. Um,
0: so, yeah. I play a, an extra copy of Crossroads, which, if I'm playing in a deck, that's great. But there's a lot of a lot of the tier one decks don't play creatures, so this is great. This deals yep. with BIS and it turns your creatures into burn spells. You just burn right away. Um, so I think an extra copy.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times you can just like sit on not that good of a hand, but they it's kind of a must counter. Deal with the situation there because otherwise they can't even tap out if you're playing against control. That's right. So, so I think it's a really good card. I like it control. in the
0: sideboard because if I'm playing another creature deck, I don't really want to have multiple in my hand. It just becomes dead. Yeah. So one of the main's good, but one of the board for sure. Hmm. I play a third copy of Sullivan Library. I'm thinking about like the deck, and I that's a really good card if you're playing a control deck that's not aggressive. I can really abuse the Sullivan and just draw a lot of extra cards, and that alone could help me win the game. So I think a third copy is good. Uh, Kind of my flex slot, I put a a copy of Tsunami in the board. There is a lot of blue out there. I only have two Volcanics. So that could be really disruptive. But that would be like a, I'm not sure if that belongs or not. Um, I don't know what you think about Tsunami. Mm. Uh,
1: I actually don't like Tsunami at all. I don't know where it's good. Uh... And you're playing Eureka, so I think you're putting your eggs in too many ba- boss gets, ba- baskets, then, uh, since you're playing Blood Moon, and you're playing Eureka, and then you have the Tsunami on the side there. And sure, I don't think it's a problem because you're killing your mana, with you have two Volcanics, as you mentioned, uh, but I never really see it shine. It's, uh, it's true, it's... It... Okay, maybe maybe it's better in your deck, though, than a lot of decks that I've seen it in. Because you're you're ramping up to it rather quickly. But I don't know. If you're playing against a deck or something, sure. Uh, but they could still have, like, a couple of cities. They can have Mishras. They have, I don't know, Strip Mines. They have, there's so many lands at North Island in all of the like tier 1 deck, somehow. The, the uh,
0: thought was it becomes a forced counter spell, right? Because they have to counter it or yeah. they're going to lose their islands. Um, and then hopefully you can cast Eureka or whatever else you want and they won't have a, another one, was the thought. But it could totally be wrong. Um, hmm. And the final two slots
1: uh, which I yeah. thought
0: were good was Darkheart, which I, I can play in the deck. And uh, I have a lot of forest in the deck and that really will help against a burn deck. That will give me time.
1: Yeah. I kind of want you to play, as I mentioned, the fireball in main. And then having, like, the dark hearts and, like, a channel or something somewhere in your 75. Just for the ability to, <laughs> like, even mid-game, do a big fireball uh, if you're playing those. That's but something
0: to consider, for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean,
1: that's that's the... There's also, like...
0: I was going to say, th- like, that's the full... 75 cards.
1: Yeah. Uh, And we're kind of in the same space about where we want to be after sideboarding. Uh, Still, there's some differences, and if we're, like, generally talking about the differences between the red-green builds here we've talked about, I'd say that as you said, my deck leans into red. Way much more and your deck is probably a bit more consistent My deck is more of combo ish. I'd say uh, with the Eureka as a combo piece uh, and If I want to nitpick about any cards more in your build, maybe it's the fluxes I think they should be like Shattered storms or something then the fluxes.
0: Uh, I don't know if they're right um, uh, The tsunami I don't know if it's right.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think maybe those three are questionable. I, I haven't played with Dark Heart. I don't know the situation where you when you want to have it. Is is it against more aggressive? Yeah, just decks a burn or, decks.
0: That's it's a hard deck to win if you're trying I'm, to burn, and you have a lot of your opponent has a forest, yeah. forest and uh, Dark Heart. It's really hard to win that game for them.
1: The problem is, I guess that you don't. You have with the cities, and those aren't that good. But then you have four, six, seven, like consistent, except for the Lotus and Blue Mana. Otherwise, I always go for uh, Blue Elemental Blast. Uh, uh, but yeah, I don't. You can't play Tower because that's too slow, and it doesn't really work with. This no, it doesn't state. work
0: with Eureka when you're trying to empty your hand. Yeah. So it. They could be wrong.
1: Yeah. I, I like playing. Cr- I like playing creatures and, like, uh, the spirit link, but your 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 mana do- doesn't really support it anyhow, and you're playing the Blood Moon, so... Yeah, I really uh, wanted to not yeah, stray from red green. Uh,
0: I mean, okay, the two black cards and the three yeah. blue, but other than that, I didn't want to have a Blood Moon and have a slight edge against you. I wanted to basically be able to cast my whole deck.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I I have no real uh opinion about the dark heart of the woods since i uh, haven't played with them uh, i'm thinking about if you can do something else i the only card that i can on top of mine is the blue elemental blast that i like against the red decks but, what's the card that
0: i'm the most concerned about it's not blood moon in this case
1: Uh, you, you know when you want me to <laughs> the red card you're most most concerned mm-hmm. about uh, mm, I don't know is it what a fireball or that's what I'm saying <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm fast uh, that I won't worry
0: about fire you know when that fireball won't come into play yeah. I don't really know what else to put you know those cards the dark hearts might go the fluxes might go the tsunami might go I might end up with five different cards I just would have to see i haven't played this enough to against enough different decks to know yeah, me neither um, yeah i would love for you to try this to build yeah. this list I, and try i think
1: that's why yeah yeah that's how we started out you watched my match and you sent me your list and wanted me to <laughs> try it out so we could figure out where we want to be in the red green eureka in this meta i guess uh, and I think it's interesting, and there's many ways to go. Uh, if you're leaning into other colors, of course, you can do a bunch of different stuff. And maybe that's the. So we need to talk about Reanimator in the future, and maybe we need to have an update on Eureka. I the think that would be great. So and we know Reanimator is one of my absolute
0: <laughs> favorite Actually, So the Swedish tournament we're about to play, um, well, it's it's not a big tournament, so we are likely to play. But I sent you my list anyway. Um I did not want to play a Tier one deck. Mm. I, I have reanimator for for today. I really love the reanimator deck. Eureka too. I just think it's fun it's a fun way to get to play the big creatures. so we should definitely talk again about Reanimator and the different options
1: I'm not playing in a Tier one deck today, but we're we're in ten minutes we're starting, so we're rounding off. Is it anything we missed or anything else you wanted to add: uh, Charles, I think that we. Before we... I think we
0: basically threw out there everything we know so far about red, green, Eurekas and our two exactly. versions. I think that we should test more, uh, maybe play each other's list, mm. and then we should have a follow-up at some point. And yeah. we should have a better idea what what the sideboard should to be it. and what we're most fearful of. Um, and you can watch, uh, I know you haven't watched uh, me play this list on Gordon's stream yesterday. I won't yeah. spoil anything, but...
1: Uh, I'm watching the WOD or uh, or the YouTube uh, video when he adds it there. Uh, uh, of course. Uh, I'm really keen on... I, I told you not to spoil uh, I, how it ended. I, I, <laughs> when you I, said I didn't it yesterday. You'll
0: have to watch and uh, you could you, you tell <laughs> yeah, me what yeah, you yeah. think yeah. after. And I'm looking forward um, to thank it. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah.
1: So... And thank you for joining us. Uh, goodbye, and uh, have a nice day out there around the